The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. This is the first Thursday of the month. So that means it's Ask Suzanne and Sanaya Day. So after I finish my introductory remarks, I will be taking calls. And one lucky caller will win the drawing that I'm going to do at the end of the show for one of my online courses as a gift. I have three online courses and you get to choose which one you want. So everybody that calls in, I'll write your name on a little slip of paper. And at the end, I'll draw one and announce who the winner is. But in the meantime, I have to Thank all of you for putting up with me traveling around the country and especially thank our two engineers, Jeff and Louie, for putting up with me because I have had a real struggle getting signals at times as Ty and I travel the country in our RV and you all would not believe the view I'm looking at right now. Right in front of me are the Grand Teton Mountains right across Jackson Lake. We arrived here at the National Park a couple days ago and much to my dismay had absolutely no cell phone signal and no internet. And that's a good thing when you're in the wilderness, but it's not a good thing when you host a radio show. (laughs) So we had to run around and I found this little pull off 10 miles from the, the park where we're camped. And I'm literally along the side of the highway with my laptop hooked up to an inverter in the car with the air conditioner running looking out at the Tetons and talking to all of you. Technology is an amazing thing. The beautiful thing is spirit goes wherever we are because we are spirit. So that source is always present with all of us. And that's what we're going to rely on today for the best possible answers to your questions. I always like to start the program with a little magic, which isn't magic. I should change that word to wonder, a wondrous event that shows us how connected we all are. I had the honor of speaking at the annual conference of the International Association of Near-Death Studies this past weekend in Philadelphia, and it was just a blessing to participate with so many people who really know there is a greater reality and that this life is not all there is. And on the last day, on Sunday morning, I had the chance to sit and talk with one of the other speakers. Her name is Ingrid Honkala. Now, that sounds like a very foreign name, doesn't it? But you wouldn't believe that Ingrid is actually from Colombia. (laughs) She has a beautiful Spanish accent. And we spoke a little in Spanish, a little in English. And as we spoke, oh, our hearts opened wide and 
Ingrid and I both have the same understanding of who we are and what we are, that we're, we may have been sitting there in human form, but we're just also souls, light beings expressing as human beings. But ultimately, if we were to give up these bodies, we would just merge back into oneness. And I almost came to tears looking at her. We looked in each other's eyes and we both said, I see you. And I said, Ingrid, and, and this is a, a little tip for all of you listening. I said, you know, we both know this is truth, but just to celebrate it, I'm being shown that I'm going to get a sign within the next three days that all of the pieces are coming together beautifully in this puzzle. And the sign I'm going to get is Humpty Dumpty, something to do with Humpty Dumpty, because as humans, it's like all the pieces fall apart. And one by one, we put them back together and discover truth. And she looked at me, she kind of smiled because she wasn't used to doing that sign game. You know, I want to see a sign to validate this or that. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, and spirit is showing me that your validation is you're going to have mention of a whale in the next three days. And she just thought that was so funny. So off we go. And last night, which was day three, I went to bed and was reading a book before turning out the light and did my little, my gasp, because they're in a book that had nothing to do with fairy tales or, or stories, nursery, nursery rhyme stories, was the, the sentence that Humpty Dumpty had to put all the pieces back together again. I mean, there was no doubt when I asked for that sign that I would see it, but how random is that? I haven't seen Humpty Dumpty in years. And I opened up my email this morning when I came out here to the pull-off to get the internet going, and there's an email from Ingrid saying that when she got home from the conference, her mother said, Ingrid, I can't wait to tell you about this wonderful dream I had. I was at sea and I was rescued by a whale. So these are just some of the beautiful moments that we can have when we acknowledge that we are spirit and ask for signs and then celebrate with gratitude the way that we are all connected by one big web. So I've done enough talking already. This is your show to get today. And I understand that Kay has been waiting online longer than anybody. So I'm going to bring you in right now, Kay. I'm so grateful to Spirit Hello. for everything working right today so far. So Kay, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the air. So how can we help you today? Well, I am just dying to know what Sanaya has to say about alcohol. Alcohol. That's a big question. I don't know if you have a specific question about it, but I can tell you right off the bat that they want you to know that anything in moderation is okay. That these actually I'm okay as I tune in now, I'm hearing that alcohol is one of those substances that provides us an opportunity to learn lessons because just like food we can go overboard and then oh are there lessons to to be learned uh there are some who are guided to not use it at all i uh i i could easily not drink any alcohol and be quite happy but it's a very social thing with my husband and friends so i've learned to use it in moderation but just like eating meat or other things, Sanaya always says, follow your own body's guidance and your own heart's guidance because it will be different for each person. Is that the question you had in mind? Yeah, that's perfect because it can be used for celebration and at the same time results 
otherwise can be disastrous and horrible. So it just, it's one of those things where, just like you said, people who have parties and they're respectable groups and everything, of course, they're celebrating with spirits or whatever. But I've also done some research where it, um, I don't know how to say it as far as your aura, it thins your, it just makes you open to bad things so it just was like gosh you know you grow up with celebrate using it to celebrate in so many instances but then there's such a horrible side to it also oh absolutely and and I know that when I do my work as a medium I would never even have a sip and tie ties my witness of this of any alcohol before doing a reading and certainly never before doing a channeling session it's very interesting that that I have been enjoying a glass of social wine with friends and that opens me up in the initial couple sips, just enough that I've had some spirits drop in, which is uh, not an, doesn't happen all the time with me. So some people may think, oh, it helps my mediumship. Well, just like anything else, you know, maybe a little bit might help, but ooh, where do we know where that fine line is? And so again, right. our heart will always guide us. So that's a, a great question that's helpful to everybody. So thank you, Kay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I put your name in the drawing, so uh, tune back in or stay with us the whole time for the end, okay? Okay, fingers crossed. All righty. You you take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That was a great one. And I love feeling my team here. Okay. So thank you, Sanaya. And we're going to next talk to Melody, who I believe you were waiting next. And you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Melody. Um, yes, I have a question for Sanaya. Okay. Um, I'm I'm wrapping my head around all your uh, what you're doing. Uh, I've written, nearly read all your your transcribed PDFs on Sanaya. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, my question is: Are all life forms from all galaxy and solar systems uh, from the same oneness? <laughs> okay, I know the answer, but I love when I can just go a little higher. And I just, my lip twitched because the guides are so near. And I wonder, there are all these tourists taking pictures of the mountains standing around my car. If they look in here, they're going to say, why is that woman sitting there with her lip twitching? <laughs> anyway, so are all life forms all part of the oneness? Let me get their answer instead of mine. And what I'm hearing is how could there be anything else but one source? All thoughts all experiences arise from the one mind and yet the mind is itself even something that arises from pure being which is beyond words beyond thought beyond experience so getting to know exactly what oneness is is a paradox because oneness is beyond experience We do not want to get too deep into metaphysics, but trust us when we assure you that you are correct. All realities far beyond your own belong to the one. So there you go. Thank you. Cool, cool question. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Melody. And I put your name on my little piece of paper here. So you're in the running for a course. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Uh Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty, and I've lost track of who's next because they really don't go in order here. So I'm just going to go to Rose and let Victoria and Jesse know that you're coming up next. So don't give up hope. <laughs> All right, Rose, welcome to the show. Thank you. 
Thank you. Um, did you know curious. that? Did you know that Rose is my guide's name? One of my guides is Rose. <laughs> really? Yeah. Beautiful. Pretty cool. Beautiful. All my gr grandchildren have middle names of Rose. All of my female grandchildren. So. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm on. My question today, I, I've just noticed, like, why are so many young people full of anxiety and taking pills for their anxiety? I, I just, I'm just very, okay. you know, concerned and disturbed by all that I, all these young people. Okay. So I'm hearing from the guides from Sanaya that this is yet another paradox because more and more people are awakening to the truth of who we are more and more are learning to follow the heart. Ah, but they're showing me now that our addiction to social media and telephones is what is tearing apart the very fabric of our connection, even though, ah, I see, even though they are connecting with each other, they are not connecting within. And so it's actually the social media is feeding the anxiety because it's helping people. They are, okay, let me get this straight. People are feeling less connected than ever unless they have their instruments of connection in hand, meaning cell phones, iPads, yeah. whatever. Yet it is through that very media and technology that we will be able to reach more people and help guide them back to the source which is only found within so basically we have our work cut, cut out for us but i see that we're at a bit of a tipping point and so with the indigo children and those who are awakening more and more somehow we have to get people just like my Book Wolf's message taught out of the head and into the heart and find the balance right there. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. And thanks to the team. All right. How are we doing with time? Lots of time here. I'm going to take one question, not from a caller real quick, because I do want to honor a question that was emailed to me from Barbara, who said, on behalf of myself and many millions in my age group who live with the knowledge that death, death is in the cards and struggle to live a normal life with this very much in mind, even believing in the afterlife, it's all too easy to let the human logical side become dominant and the circle of fear and doubt starts all over again. Any help that Sanaya can give to cope and deal with this, knowing as we do that it is direct from spirit would be a great help. Okay, Barbara, I read your question and Again, it goes back to what Sanaya was just saying, that we need to get out of the head and into the heart and have that personal experience that knows that there is more than this life. Certainly, even knowing what I know, without any doubt that there is no death, and when I pass, it's just going to be this beautiful reality. As a human, I just can't stand the thought of, if I were to pass before my husband, of him suffering again after losing his daughter, that thought just tears me up inside. So it again comes down to the perspective we choose either increases or decreases our suffering. If we see this world only from the human side, then we suffer. If we know that we're souls and change our perspective and know that there is learning and growth that can come out of the suffering, then we choose peace. 
from the viewpoint of the soul that knows that all of this strengthens us and helps us to evolve. Having just spent a weekend at the International Association of Near-Death Studies Conference, I encourage all of you to read everything you can of the accounts of people who have had near-death experiences. One person, I just read her book, and she calls it the beyond-death experience, and that's actually more accurate in my mind because those people actually did die, and they experienced there's more. And most important, they experienced this tremendous love and the encounter with the divine and realized, I am this. I am an extension of this love. And it just erased all of their fear. So we can actually get very close to that experience without having to die ourselves just by reading material of others who've been across the veil and come back to share it. And then in the silence, sitting with the intention of coming to know ourselves as this. It certainly has been transformational for me and thousands of others. So if you find yourself fearful of death, that's just a short recipe for that. If you didn't catch all that I said, this show will be in the archives right after the show is uh, finished recording and y'all can go back and listen again. All right. So let's see. I promise to get to Victoria next. So Victoria, you are on the air. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. I, I can. And um, as you're talking, I'm putting your name in for a drawing. So there we go in the drawing. Awesome. There we go. How can I help you today? Okay. I have a, it's actually a two part question. Um, and as it pertains to the message from Sanaya a few days ago, where they okay. talked about um, being careful with identifying with a diagnosis. Right. So the first part of the question is, is prayer more powerful when multiple people are praying for the same thing or is a single prayer heard just as powerfully? Let me answer that first because I don't do well with okay. multiple questions. Okay. All right. So as we hold that and go higher for the greatest answer. Wow. Sanaya says, it depends on the strength of belief and intention of the one who is praying. And they're just going to choose a random number here of three. If you have one person who strongly believes that the prayers are heard and that they are actually creating their reality with their thoughts and sending out a heartfelt intention versus three people who don't truly understand the power of prayer, that one person would over their power, their prayer would overpower those three. But in all truth, what usually happens is it doesn't matter about numbers. As more people pray, it picks up an energy and more and more are drawn into a circle. And that heartfelt intention is always strong when people are all praying for the same purpose. And so what they're saying is do not discount your ability to change things through your own belief system. And yet always it is beneficial to enlist the light of others, and they're showing me a bunch of light bulbs all turning up at the same time and just amplifying that energy. Okay? Okay. So and the part second two. part then, the second part is, if it is more powerful with more, with multiple people praying, how do we accomplish this without sharing the diagnosis and potentially making it more solid, as it said in the um, message? Okay, that's beautiful. I love that. So let's get the answer from the highest I can do for you right now. 
okay. And a beautiful way to say it, and it might sound strange to human ears, is simply to say, I have a loved one whose system is a bit out of balance. They realize how divine they are, but we would like to amplify that and just acknowledge through our prayers that their body, mind, and spirit are fully in harmony and perfectly healthy at all levels. Perfect. And that's the perfect prayer for all of us at any time. But that's, that's what a great point you just made. Because as soon as you tell all your friends, they buy into the fear, right? And then they right, solidify right. exactly what you don't want. But the highest prayer is always just affirming we are expressions of wholeness and balance. And that is what we see for our loved one. Okay. okay. Wonderful. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. All righty, we have time for another one, and I hope that I say this name correctly, but it looks like Naraman. I think you'll know I'm talking to you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hi, my name is Nariman. Nariman, I was pretty close. Yay. Yes, you were. That's awesome. Hi, yeah. nice nice to talk to you. Oh, my God. Same oh here. God. Welcome to the show. Okay. Sorry. Um, okay, so I just came across. Okay, so I have, I have one question, but just it relates to my question. But I just came across you and this whole subject of the afterlife, mm -hmm. and I'm at the point in my life where, I guess this goes for everyone though. Um, I'm trying to figure out my purpose, right? So wow. Yeah. I just found you I didn't know anything about the afterlife I know everything about like energy um, how to protect myself food the universe the oneness but I didn't know what the afterlife was what, what a medium was what oh, channeling wow. was and I read your books like I'm on my third one I've finished two <laughs> books in one week so I'm wondering when we're going through something like this does that mean that the universe is with us and is trying to show us a pur your purpose, or I guess I'm just where I'm at. What's my purpose? Okay, great. I just love feeling your enthusiasm, and I'm. It's funny that I'm sitting here in my car, and I want to say, Nariman, buckle your seatbelt, because once you get on this path, it can be so exciting and so wonderful as you realize how connected you are with the greater reality. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that your purpose is to be a medium, but something in your soul has said it's time for her to understand the bigger picture. It's time for her to understand she's not really alone and how much help is available. This is one of the main messages I want everybody to get from this show and from all of my work. By the way, I didn't know if I was going to announce this or not, but my, my website has a whole facelift as of yesterday, making all of the goodies I have on there so much easier to find. And oh, there's so many videos and good things to read. So if you're excited now, pop on to SuzanneGeesman.com and have a look around and you'll find much more that was a little hard to find before. So what is your purpose? Well, all of us share the same purpose, and that is to let our light shine and the light is the inner light of the soul that is the same in all of us go it's just pretend you had amnesia and you suddenly didn't know who you were didn't know what your name was didn't have any memories nobody told you anything you had to believe yet you would still know i am here here i am i exist that's the great 
I am that all of us have in common. And without all of the layers of story, we are pure love and connectedness. And this is why we're drawn to anything that allows our light to turn up brighter. It feels so good. We just have to have more of it, right? Is that what you're feeling yeah. now? Yes. <laughs> yes. And so just, oh so now your next step, what I'm hearing is your next step is to get to know that you actually have spirit guides. And trust me, from a former Navy commander to tell you, you have spirit guides. I know that sounds strange, but I have tools on my <laughs> website, some free, some through the Hemison com company that will help you to actually meet your guides. And okay. then you can ask them all these big questions and then you can ask them to give you signs. And it becomes this wondrous awakening to the fact that you never have been alone. And mm. as you go down this path, what, be what is our shared purpose becomes clear to you what your individual purpose is. And generally mm. it's some way in which you can serve through the heart. And that can be, people or animals, but it may or may not involve money. It could be through volunteer service. It could be through writing or art or music. It could be through a normal human job, as long as you're connecting with other people at the heart and letting your light shine in that way. So the biggest question you can ask as to what is your purpose, which may change as your soul evolves through your life is, what is my passion? What is it that truly allows my light to shine? If you can't tell, this is my passion, helping people find their purpose and realize who they are. So if you had asked me what my purpose was 20 years ago, it would have been completely different than what it is now because all of us are here to grow and evolve. And that's why we share yeah. this one overarching purpose of letting our light shine. How's that sound? Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love oh this. God. It's great to connect with you today. So thanks oh, for calling in. I can't and... believe I'm in. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're so welcome. All right. So Naraman, I put your name in for the drawing. And we have, boy, we're taking lots of calls today. We only have about uh, 30 seconds before I have to go to the break. I haven't even given the phone number today, and we have all kinds of people lined up waiting for uh, to ask questions. So I love you all. Thank you for your patience. We're going to take a three-minute break, and then I'll come back and answer more questions. But it's kind of funny. Normally, I have to give the number to encourage people to call. I've been doing this show for a year and a half, and I finally memorized the phone number, and nobody needs it. You've all called in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a three-minute break, and when we come back, I promise I'm going to get to Amy, Jackie, Debbie, Bonnie, and a couple others who are online. So thanks, and everybody else, feel free to call in. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back 
You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hey, everybody. I was just goofing around here. I just took a panoramic shot of my car so you can see how I've spread out the office here doing the radio show from, from a pullover in front of the Grand Teton Mountains. This is silly, but I'm having a ball talking to all of you. I love your energy. Can everybody feel it? There's nothing like a live show. So I've been keeping Kathy waiting a really long time. Let me bring you on the air. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for your patience. Hi, how are you? Excellent. How about you? I'm doing good. Thank you for taking my call, Suzanne. Welcome. How can we help you? Um, I had a question for you, if that's okay. Um, wow. When you... <laughs> When you're doing a reading, I was wondering for someone, do you ever get the sense that the spirit of a past loved one has gone on to live another life on earth? I have never had that sense, but yet it doesn't mean that it hasn't happened because you see, it's the soul that manifests as a person with the personality and the soul isn't limited to just one. The soul can be having multiple experiences at once. And because there's no time for the soul, that can be a past life, a present life, or a future life, which even as I talk about it makes my head spin. But this is what (laughs) Spirit has explained to me. So probably the reason that they haven't talked about that with me, the Spirits, is because I would have a hard time uh, believing it even if I heard it, and they would need to validate it somehow. And really, they're more interested in talking to their loved ones here and now and letting them know they're ju- they're still around them. So in the limited time that we have in a connection, they focus on sharing their important messages and the validations of the life that, that uh, their loved ones would recognize. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Um, can I have one more quick question? Go for it. You waited so long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you're making contact with somebody like that, do you ever get the sense that they're angry? With the person that's come to speak to them? I mean, before I answer, I want to go through my database in my mind. Not once. I was going to say never, but but I checked, and so not once absolutely means never. There's not been a single one that that their anger at their loved one has carried over into the afterlife. And my guides, even though you ask me, they want to chime in here, are saying that's because... The love they are surrounded with is so profound that anger just dissolves. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody is immediately awakened and sees the light on the other side. There are those who are are still learning to say, I love you, and learning to forgive themselves. Yet, I have never felt anger expressed at anyone. So that's a beautiful thing, huh? Yes, yes, it is. All right. Well, thank you for calling, and thanks for your question, and I've entered you into the drawing, okay? (laughs) Thank you, Suzanne. All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Let me see. I have Amy. You're on the air, and welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for the great shows you do. Oh, it's such a pleasure, especially when people write in and say that they love it and it helps them. That's why we do it. So how can I help you today? Hey, I have this situation where my ex-husband who I love dearly I wish we stayed married it was silly but John um, ended up killing himself and that was in 2012 he remarried and I you know whatever happened I guess 
they were happy, and I'm happy for him in that respect. But I just seemed to carry him in my heart, and I regret ever letting him go. And I feel I didn't add to his life by this behavior of not staying married to an amazing man, and I mean that. I couldn't have been a mm-hmm. luckier woman, and I didn't give myself the gift of keeping that marriage alive. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could resurrect it. I miss him. But how do people navigate that pain? It just doesn't want to go away. Oh, well, what you're carrying, what I'm sensing is you're carrying that lack of self-forgiveness as an energetic block in you. And I'm hoping that what I share with you now will help you and anybody else who's listening to understand that your husband... His physical body, may, your ex-husband's physical body may have died, but as a soul and as that person who you know, he still exists. And I know this from every reading that I do. Those loved ones I bring through with evidence share things going on in their loved ones' lives now to show that they're still around. So all you have to do is have yourself a little ceremony. Sit quietly, maybe light a candle to make this a sacred experience, and talk to him and express exactly what you did just now. Believe me, he knows it already because just the fact that you're talking about him now has drawn his attention to you now. But you sit and go into your heart, connect your heart with his in spirit. It's that simple with intention and heartfelt desire and tell him how you feel and ask for his forgiveness. And I guarantee you. It will be there. And with that forgiveness, then ask your guides to help lift this stone from your chest. You no longer need it because you have used your free will and your love to make amends. It's that simple. And you might want to visualize a stone, hold it in your hands, take it off your chest, hold it out and offer it to spirit and just kind of bring a ray of light down like a like a to use a non-spiritual analogy, like the like blasting apart a kidney stone. Let the light of spirit, that love that you just used to heal yourself and your relationship, blast that block to pieces and know that by your very actions and the grace of love, you've healed that situation. And you write to me and let me know that that's made a difference. Okay? Oh, thank you so much. Okay. And... And I'll just tell you that I just did a reading last week for a woman. And just to tell you the tremendous kind of evidence they can tell us to let us know their loved ones are that they're still part of our lives. This person across the veil showed me a mole, a little mouse, but it was a mole that was in my client's yard, dead in the side yard. And they told me that the client's daughter had just found that in her yard the day before. My client was so stunned, she actually cursed. She said, that is exactly what happened yesterday with this kind of, how do you know that sound in her voice? And I said, I don't know, but your loved one knows it because he's around you. So Truly, trust me, they're still here. They're still part of our lives. And all you have to do is think of them, hold them in your heart, and you can have any conversation you want. Trust, even though you may not hear them coming back at you, message delivered and received. Okay? Thank you so much. And all once right. again, your show your Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Take care and bye-bye. All righty, we're just going to keep moving on because I'm hoping this is helping everybody, not just the ones who are asking questions. And Jackie, it's your turn. Welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. 
Hey. <laughs> How can we help you today? The updates to your website are amazing, so good job. Oh, thank you. We want to thank Misty Anderson, who's a wonderful designer, and Bev, who's doing lots of help in the background, and it's been a team effort always. <laughs> good job, good job. Um, okay, so quick question. Um, I uh, have noticed that some mediums seem to um, be able to connect with um, loved ones um, when they have objects that carry their energy. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just curious, how does that whole thing work with, with um, an object carrying the energy of someone that's passed on? Well, what I'm being shown is an image here of your body dissolving into pure energy. And anything that is, if we were to see it with the eyes of the soul, we would see that all is energy. Everything that appears solid, all matter is energy a pattern of energy. Ask any scientist who've ever, who has ever looked in a microscope and what we think is solid just really at its very essence is vibration. So as we hold objects, let's take a piece of jewelry, for example, that we wear all the time. That, that pattern of energy that is a ring or a bracelet or a watch is in direct entanglement or contact with the pattern of energy that is the arm that's holding that piece of jewelry. So because of that entanglement, when we take that jewelry off, somebody who's very sensitive to energy and all energy carries information in the patterns could actually discern things about the human who wore it through the pattern of energy. That's a quick uh little vibrational answer for you, but that's how it works. Oh, great. Thank you, Suzanne. I appreciate the explanation. You're welcome. And uh, I have to tell you that I've never actually used that in any of my readings because it's just an extra tool. And my goal as a medium and what I teach people is that we don't need any tools because we are the light. We are that vibration. And just to learn to tune into that. But it's really fun when you see how that can work. All righty. So thanks, Jackie. All righty. I haven't forgotten to put anybody's name on a piece of paper here. Oh, I just clicked something funny on my computer. And we're going to move on and get our next caller. And that's Debbie. Thank you for your patience. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Thank you for taking <laughs> my call. I would like to ask Sanaya about the events in West Texas. How well, first, what can they tell us about it and uh, all the other events that were similar to that? And how should we respond to it? Okay. Wow. I'd like to all of Sorry, you invite so you to go to my Facebook page today. Go to my Facebook page. I just shared a post from Raven Valencia, who was a guest on this show a couple months ago. She wrote a beautiful essay about how we can all help and contribute more love to our world and see all of this in a different light. So please look for that post. But okay. what's, let me see what Sanaya has to say. <sighs> that the basic issue of any time another human hurts another human is that they, wow, this was today's. Uh, it was a message I got today, but you all will see it tomorrow from Sanaya. If Bev can post it for me, she has to post while I'm in the wilderness. But the answer is that Anytime another human hurts another, they're coming from a place of not realizing that they are love at the center. And it is that basic of an answer. You have people who simply don't 
would not understand anything that we're talking about today. They're so shut off from their true essence that they don't realize who they are and that we are here to let our lights shine. It's very clear once you awaken to the fact that source is having experiences through you, once you awaken to that, you can't hurt another being. And all you want to do is to love each other instead of needing love from others. So what Sanaya is telling me right now is most people who act out with so much anger that they take other people's lives are hurting so badly that they want others to hurt as well. And that is truly delusion. And the the greatest delusion that any of us walk around having is that we could ever be separated from the source, which is love. And so our job is simply to continue shining and to not fight things with anger, to take action when appropriate, but to always tune into our heart and ask, what is the best response in this situation? My greatest advice I can give you now, which Spirit's telling me, and it's the same thing that Raven said in her beautiful essay, is that all those who are killed, trust me, are fine. They are surrounded by love. And as Raven heard in her connection with the other side, they are truly helping to influence us here and to bring more love into our world becomes their purpose, their mission across the veil. So one big web, no matter which side we're on, the tragedy is for those left behind who don't understand these truths. Okay? Yes. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You're welcome. All right. You too. Ooh, get some serious stuff sometime, but it's, uh, it's tough being human. It's incredibly hard sometimes when especially you only think you're human. But trust me, everybody, we're so much more than that. And it's your soul that just lights up when you hear these things, isn't it? Isn't there something in you that just gets so excited when you hear this? Because it's like, that's truth. I know this. Now, everything that comes out of my human mouth has to get filtered through my human brain. So I do my best to not filter it and bring the highest truth, but that's all any of us can do. Bonnie, you're on the air. Welcome. Hello, Suzanne. Hi. I want to say thank you for your webpage. It's got so much good information on it, and I am on it every day. So thank you very much. good. Have you seen it in the last couple days? I have. I'm on there every day. Last night, (laughs) I was like, oh, I think I did something wrong. And then I figured out, no, the web changed. It's changed. Yeah, it has. There are a couple of things. We're still finding things that might not have transferred over. Some links might not work, and but we'll, we're going to get all of it. But thank you. I had something, Suzanne, um, within the past few weeks um, that occurred with me, and I'm really curious if you and Sanaya can tell me any significance regarding these three things. All righty. Um, my girlfriend and I were going on a road trip. That morning, we needed coffee. We got in a drive-thru, and while we were waiting, there was a dragonfly that just kept flying around the front of my car. I didn't say anything to her at the time because she thinks I'm a little cuckoo with all this stuff I tell her, so I kept my thoughts to myself. (laughs) We got our coffee. We moved on. Two hours into the trip, a bird, very hard, flew into the windshield on the passenger side. So that was where Mm. she was sitting. At that time, I said out loud, couldn't help myself, I said, oh, I wonder what that means. She says to to me, and what about the dragonfly flying all over the front end of your car this morning? And I, I just looked at her and I said, okay. 
not telling her I had already had that thought. I need to interrupt you before you say anything more. My lip is twitching and I'm hearing mom, mom, mom. So somebody's mom is behind at least one of those two things. Okay. So keep going. Okay. Somebody's mom who's passed. Okay. 45 minutes away from our destination, off to the left driver's side on a wire, very high up on a telephone pole, I see this beautiful cream-colored hawk. And I said to her, do you see that hawk? Isn't it beautiful? Hmm. We reach our destination and and we go on from, from there. But at that time, when I saw the hawk, all three things came together at once in my mind. The dragonfly, the bird hitting the windshield, and the mm-hmm. hawk. In my mind, the first thing that came to me was, is there some significance for me regarding these three things? And I've, I've been just thinking about it ever since. I can't get it out of my head. So I'm hoping well, you that, can help me. Yeah, that in itself is significant, you see, because we could just see a hawk and say, oh, that's beautiful. Like we did this morning, an eagle flew right over our car, and that would be expected in a place like where I am now. But the fact that your your consciousness, your attention is drawn to these things is usually some being of higher consciousness literally drawing you to that. And then when you can't get it out of your mind and your heart, there's something to it. And usually it's for you to discern who that is. Now, me hearing mom, is has your mother passed? No, my mother-in-law has passed, but my mom is still alive. Okay. And I'm not tuning in right now to any spirit, but let's see. I don't want to make everybody think that just because you see a dragonfly, that's a sign. Just because you see a butterfly, that's really not how it works. But it's that something unusual that both of you notice them hovering around and then the bird flying into the window could be a synchronicity. But what they do is they link into our mind and get us to focus more on these things. So I would just just ask for more guidance from your guides or for whoever that is that's talking to you to give you the awareness of what message they're trying to get to you. And it could be just as simple as, I'm okay, I'm around, all is well. Okay. Okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Wow. All right. We have about eight minutes left and nobody on the line. So if you have a chance and want to call in, please call 816-251-3555. There. I got to say my number, (laughs) the phone number that I remember. But meanwhile, I do have some people who have sent in questions, so I'll ask them. But if you have a question you want to ask, please pick up your phone and you're going to get right through. So this person wrote, When I meditate and invite the benevolent being in for the highest good lately, I don't see or feel anyone. Is this normal? If that's normal for you, then that's just fine what's supposed to happen. Some people have big images and actually see their guides or see the presence of an ascended master. Other people feel tingly. Some people just have to trust that spirit is there. I know that's how it was for me for quite a long period of time. Every once in a while I'll get imagery, but truly I have never seen 
a physical being of my guides, Boris or Rose. How about that? And I'm a medium. So don't have expectations that say you have to see a big form or you have to hear a voice. It's a knowing. And ultimately, that claircognizance, that knowing is the goal because spirit itself that speaks through you can do so most clearly through pure knowing. So if we could always put the assumptions and the expectations aside, that's when the truly wondrous things truly happen. All right. Well, we had somebody on the line and it went away. I was just about to bring him in. Call back if you drop the line. Oh, we're answering a question. So meanwhile, oh, there we go. There we go. Thank you. I'm going to bring Jillian in. Jillian, you got lucky. <laughs> you didn't have to wait. Hi. Hi, Suzanne. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm talking with you. Um, hey. well, my, my, um, I don't even know what question I have, but, uh, my son passed, uh, you know, recently and, uh, oh my. yeah. And I, um, you know, miss him terribly. And, um, thanks to you and your book still right here. I, um, I've, um, found some peace and I know he's with me and, um, I just wanted to say thank you. And, um, um, wow. And I, yeah, and I'm on your waiting list for a, a reading. <laughs> well, but I just, and then I just got a, I just got a lip twitch and it's like set up from spirit. We can thank your son. Cause I'm going to tell my assistant Lynette to bump you way up to the top and we're going to oh. thank your son for that. Okay. So I'm oh making a goodness. note here. So she'll reach oh. out to you and schedule you when I have an opening. Okay. Thank you. And that's how it works. It's called the, let, we do it, we see it all the time. It's a setup from spirit. What made you call in and how'd you get in just like that? So lovely. We'll have to see how that one turns out. But uh, meanwhile, wow. I'm, I'm so glad that my, my books and my work is helping you. I, I, anybody here who's listening who has a child across the veil, if you don't know about the organization Helping Parents Heal, I cannot speak highly enough about them. Uh, they have a group of caring listeners. You can call and talk all about your, your child and they'll assure you that you're not the only one going through this. And the conference next year is going to be absolutely amazing. The first one that was held last year was this celebration of the fact that our kids are still with us. You would have thought that you had stepped into some kind of a, a wedding event or something because everybody had found others who had been where they were and they knew they weren't alone. And it was just a, the most heart felt joyous feeling of shared love that I have ever experienced. So check out helpingparentsheal.org. And if you don't have a group near you, then check out the online group that has uh, meetings. In fact, I'll be speaking to the Helping Parents Heal online group later this month, and y'all can uh, join in with me. And one other thing I wanted to say about them, oh yeah, on their website, they have newsletters every month that have wonderful validations from our kids from across the veil. And we can never get enough of those stories. Can we Jillian? Right. And I also wanted to say, I downloaded your journey of remembrance meditation and I mm. did it this morning and it was wonderful. So thank oh, you. Thank you. That. <laughs> that one is one that was channeled. I, I met a composer and uh, I said, let's let's do a recording together spontaneously. You channel the music, I'll channel my guides, and we'll see what happens. And the journey of remembrance, which is now much easier to find on my website, you go to, uh, 
oh my gosh, re- products and resources, I think. And, and you find recordings. That is the most beautiful message mm-hmm. from spirit about who we truly are, isn't it? I am joy. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Strength. <laughs> I was just listening to it in my head yesterday as I needed just a little reminder when I got a little bit off balance because of an interaction with someone. And it just had to remind myself, I'm so much more than this human experience. Don't we all need those right. reminders every once in a while? Right. It was beautiful. So thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. All right, Jillian, thanks for calling in. Uh, all right, Suzanne, take care. All right. You're welcome. And I see a couple people answered my call to call in, but unfortunately now I only have about a minute left. So let me ask Spirit how I'm going to fill one minute without just blabbing. Let's make it worthwhile here because I don't have enough time to bring in somebody. So Spirit says, you have no idea, you who are hearing these words now, how vitally important it is to sit in the silence if only for a few moments each day to set aside the human thoughts and make room for the thoughts of spirit to enter into your awareness, into your consciousness, and from there to drift down into the heart space. These few moments of dedication to your higher self will reap ripples throughout the day as you enjoy greater peace and joy from the reunion with your true self and from reminding yourself who you truly are. Ooh. That was beautiful. Thank you, guys. So everybody, I'm not talking about meditating for an hour a day. If you can carve out five, ten minutes a day, then pretty soon you're going to want 20 minutes because it sets your priorities right, starts your day off connecting with love. And that is who we all are. And if we can help everybody else in the world come to know that, won't our world be a much more beautiful place? I'm looking at it, the gorgeous natural beauty created by Source, the Grand Tetons right here. Hope you all can just feel in my heart the love I'm sending to you as I soak up the beauty that we are. Take care and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.